Collins is next. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Bunch Mike, the podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I am Eddie Colazzo, and with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. Hey, I'm Brooks, and sometimes it's just good to rip the band-aid off and to just give your friend an album. It's because it's always going to be hard the first time that you say that you don't like it. So I think that it's good to that we picked this week's album, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. How are you? Uh, okay. Yeah? <laughs> I got through it. Yeah? I listened to it a few times. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off on my, uh, my feelings on it. Because I can't tell so far. (laughs) Uh, but first, I, I understand you're, uh, under the weather today, so. Yeah, I'm under the weather, yeah. It's, uh, I got all, I got the big sick. Um, so, (laughs) it's gonna be, if my impressions of Anthony Kiedis are a little off today, that's why. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll. So not, maybe some, some, uh. Alternative funky jams will, you know, put some. Yeah, this is going to be my sort of Michael Jordan flu game where it's like, I can't miss this one. (laughs) You have to perform for this one and and you'll be a legend because of it. Right. So, uh, yeah, today we are talking about the Red Hot Chili Men and Blood (laughs) Sugar Sex Magic. Uh, It is, to get through the uh, Wikipedia. It's a pretty long one. Pretty long one. It's, It's approximately three and a half. American days long. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I didn't want to make this a one week album. I wanted to make it a two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is the fifth studio album of yeah. this band, released on September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety one. So uh, I'm older than this album. No, nice. Which is not great to me. Yeah, well, um, it's recognized as an influential and seminal component of the alternative rock explosion of the early nineteen nineties, with Steve Huey of All Music calling it. Possibly the best album the Chili Peppers will ever make. Right, so that's why I picked it. Uh huh. I like the album. Um, oh, which you do. I I like it. It has been in my ten CD car CD changer for ten years since I got my driver's license. Mm-hmm. So always, it's always in rotation right. for you. It's probably oh, my favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper album is probably the even worse album of and longer album of Stadium Arcadium. Uh-huh. But I think this one is, it's the most representative. It's the most like, you know, if you, if you really like the, the, the hard slap bass of Flea, you know, you can mm-hmm. go back in the catalog. And if you like the soulful singing of Mr. Kiedis, you can just sort of go forward into the catalog. It's sort of the, if you put the, if you put the Red Hot Chili Peppers in a time capsule, you're going to put this one in. Uh huh. So, uh, allow, allow me to voice my, uh, my experience with this album. Yeah, tell me about your... I, le- yeah. I wanted to go into it and not like it because I thought that would be funny. Right. But I don't like being, like, the angry game nerd. Right. So I was like, you know what? You, you didn't want this. Anthony Kiedis to take a diarrhea dump in your ear. I did not. Uh, and I, I was like, you know what? Brooks really likes this album, so I'm not going to be mean <laughs> to my friend on our show that we do. Right, yeah. Uh, after listening to it, I will say that I don't dislike the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. I like three of the four members <laughs> of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So you like, I think you, you, I mean, you're a bass connoisseur. You love the, you're all about uh-huh. the bass. Yeah. So you like Flea. You I like, like the, Flea. you like the drum? The drums are good. And then there's sort of a rotating cast of guitar men, but this has the most famous one of John Frusciante. This has the Frusciante we know. 
Um, which leaves us Anthony Kiedis, who I think I despise more than any human I can think of in my recent memory. Is it kind of a The Mask thing where you just didn't like how horny it was? I didn't like how horny it was, and I didn't like his whole presentation yeah. <laughs> of the uh, the subject matter and how he chooses to kind of express... It's the first uh, rap rock album that we've really talked about it here is. on Funpoint. And it's really... It I've Genuinely, until I was doing my research, I never thought of the Red Hot Chili Peppers as sort of rap rock pioneers, but they are very much considered that. They, they are? He does a lot of rapping on this one. Yeah, I kind of forget, because uh, I'm used to, like, the clean Anthony Kiedis, like, where he has the mustache, and he goes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he's like, how long, how long? Like, I'm used to that kind. No money. Yeah, that's... The, but here he's that... kind of like, party on your pussy, bing, ding, 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 and it's like... So, I... It's... As we're going to notice as we go through the, the track listing, I tend to... There there are a few songs in here I really like. So, anyway, so um... I definitely enjoy the singing uh, better than the rapping. Yeah, I, fi- I find that to pretty much be true. Uh, because I feel his his delivery is the same on a lot of them. Yeah. And it's... Okay, so let me give you... I'm going to do my funny uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers parody. Okay. Uh, he'd be like... Uh, Growing up, my papa was a bad man. It made me into a sad man. Funky motherfucker, he's a drumming on a trash can. Driving around Gotham City like a Batman. Like, that's basically every song And I'm that's here. what you didn't like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite verse in Danny California, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, you're gonna have to guy Because I listened to this album uh, some total of three times, fully through. Yeah, wow. Only two... Only two of those times did I listen to Sir Psycho Sexy. I mean, one time did I listen to Sir Psycho Sexy in its entirety. So I gotta, I gotta keep it real with you, Chief. Uh, this was the first time I've made it through all eight minutes and change of it was for this show. <laughs> okay, so we share, we have a shared experience with that song. Yeah. Then I'm curious, did you actually put it on during your road trip with Kim? And if so, did you make it through the whole one? I did not because uh, last weekend. I, I, I did kind of uh, put this one off t- till uh, I did have extra time yesterday because my internet was down. Right. And when we usually record, and I said, Comcast, can you please fix my internet? And they said, no. Yeah. So I said, thank you. Have a pleasant day. And we're here <laughs> now. So I got to spend some more time yesterday with the Peppermen. Um, but the whole time we were at her dad's house in Delaware last weekend, and I was just thinking like, man, I got to listen to those Peppers soon. Yeah, I'm thinking about those peppers. I'm thinking about those peppers. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, you're going to have to yeah, take I'll, the lead I'll, on this one. I'll take the sale on this as one. As I stated, most of these songs sound the same to me. We went from three <laughs> songs last episode to, I think, 17 on this one. So uh-huh. we don't need to kind sort of, of dwell on every single one. But we'll start with The Power of Equality, which was the first uh, sort of single off this one. Did you know racism is bad? Listen, everybody who's in our Discord who's been hating on Mr. Kiedis need to remember that he's anti-Ku Klux Klan, so... And he did listen to uh, Public Enemy once. He did? This song features on Tony Hawk's Underground 2 also, so that's good. The one with Bam Margera Uh in it. Uh Uh-huh. I just... (laughs) Yeah. It's genuine. This is a top... Probably a top three one on the album for me. I like this song. Not everybody does, you know? But... Uh Uh-huh. I mean, going into it, this is 
kind of what I was expecting. Yeah, you, hey, bada bada swing, bada swing. You know, it's good. It's it's, it's something. And you know, the hook's not great because he hasn't figured out his singing yet, so he's kind of a little nasally, and he's like, "Power of equality." But then. Mm-hmm. In verse three, he does the funny, like, proto-Bofa, where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, Eddie, do you like... It's a music podcast, so you like tapes and CDs, right? You know? Sure. And then it's yeah. like, well, I tape, uh, fucking, what is it? Tape... Is it tape the dick to your forehead so you can see these nuts? Is that it? <laughs> sure. Well, he references it in verse three. He says, I got tapes, I got CDs, I got my public enemy. Mm-hmm. So I just so thought that was of, kind of a cool 90s that it made so me think of. of. Yeah, it really sets it in its own uh, time and place. This one's about how equality's good. It is. But <laughs> see, see, the thing, he said, so it is the power of equality. Like, we, uh, Ku Klux Klan is bad, and I have a lily white ass, he says. He says that, then, yeah. Verse 4 does open with a matter than a motherfucker lick my finger. See, now that's one of my notes. I actually think that's, I love you, I'll just read it verbatim. The matter than a motherfucking part is cool. I don't care, dude. Because <laughs> it goes from the it goes from the uh, can I get just a little bit of power and then it does the chorus and then it goes man a little motherfucker lick my finger can't forget because the can't memory the lingers memory count them off quick little Piccadilly sing you know it's good <laughs> I'm I not mean, doing a bit it sounds like I'm doing a bit because I'm you know podcast poisoned I think it's good I I mean I believe you I know you're this is your we can agree that I think it's good yeah. I you spent much more time with this than me, so you have a much more nuanced. Opinion. Yeah, I just think it's a good intro. It's it tells you what you're gonna get. Yeah, I'm a big fan of you know, and that's first song. Woke corny Anthony. Stage. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty, that's it. Yeah. Um, I was I remember being very confused because at least I don't know how it is on the 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 album that you have in your yeah. car changer, but on Spotify there's no like pause at the end it just goes right into the next song yeah i mean it's it it leads directly into if you have to ask yeah it's good so are are we can we go into that one? yeah let's go right into this is where we get our introduction to anthony kiedis's version of the big eddie voice yeah because he opens up and he goes i want to be a gangster thinking he's a wise guy he does that and then there's a very the hook is the very high pitch maybe me and this album were released the same year so maybe there was some kind of like time split where right this is like the Anthony ocarina Kiedis, of time time the yeah yeah so big eddie exists in Kedis. uh-huh and in that one brief moment there was like some type of time disruption right it's the this is the movie that jordan peel's making yeah this <laughs> you see anthony Kedis say, and you're like oh no that's me i was gonna say this is us but that's also a different show right that kim likes that's fine yeah not to roast Kim, she's not here. Yeah, she can't stand up for herself, but... Um, let me see what I have. Yeah, I, my note is, I didn't realize this was a new song, and he sounds very lazy. Yeah, I think this is like a maybe a drug one that you would listen to, where it's like you're okay, on the so couch you would kinda... listening to... The upper is power of equality, and then the downer is the, if you have to ask, you'll never know. Funky motherfuckers will not be told to go. And that's kind of like, it's their mission statement, you know? It's like... You better fucking get used to us. We're the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and this is only our fifth album, and we got, like, fucking 12 now. Uh-huh. But we're always gonna be funky. <laughs> Again, crooked as a hooker, now suck my thumb. What? Two finger things. He's he's a finger guy. He likes to talk about finger painting and, like, as a sex thing. A sexual finger painting. 
Yeah, okay. he likes to do sexual finger painting. I like this one because John Frusciante does a fun solo at the end. Mm-hmm. And the solos, I think we can all agree, are probably highlights of this album because Anthony sort of takes a break, takes a big sip of water. <laughs> yeah. And you can hear, like, they recorded it live or something, so at the end of the song you can just hear the, like, the audience applauding him and they didn't cut it out. Okay. I, I was thinking that was like a studio production and I thought that's a very kind of self-centered thing to do is to have your friends in the studio clapping for you. They're like, okay, yeah. Anthony, you need to rest your voice. Why don't you clap? Uh, one thing I also want to note about this song is there's one line where he says, and a little lust to the funky-ass flea bass. And I do just kind of appreciate when the singer will take some time out yeah. and be like, hey, this, this, guy my band is really, it, it, <laughs> this guy in my band is really good. Have you heard of flea? It's pretty, like, listen, like, chili heads will know that it's, Anthony and flea are the only two that have been there since day one. They're still kicking it in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. They are. You got to appreciate them. Are they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I believe they were recently put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. With what, uh, is it this lineup that was, like, inducted? I I think it was John, uh, yeah, because a lot of, a lot of members of the band died. Yeah. (laughs) I learned that in my research. Yeah. There, Uh Anthony Kiedis' memoir is just a lot of, like, I met this dude, he played drums for a while, and then he overdosed and died, and then, like... And then here, then I was sad, so I went under a bridge and wrote a song, and that's kind of it. And then here's some pictures that I took when I was having sex with a woman, and here's the picture. And you're in you're in ninth grade, and you have to carry this book around school. And he's cool on the cover. He is and cool, like and it's called ever. scar tissue because you know it makes you think. That's how it goes, right? Yeah. Blood loss in the bathroom style. It's good. See, that's the key to I appreciate. We all love his singing voice. That much yeah. is, we can all agree. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. You want to talk about breaking the girl? Uh, sure. So you said you like his singing. Well, this song uh, is breaking the girl. I So I have a note here. I don't remember specifically when he says it i have to look through but there's a part i think it's in the first verse he says rarely rarely do friends is come and then go yeah but when i first heard it i thought he was saying andy dufresne rarely (laughs) oh andy dufresne come and then go that's what it sounds like to me i thought he was doing one of our bits this is maybe his most neutral milk hotel song because it's just he's really (laughs) off key and his his lyrics don't make sense even by my standards I'm not sure if you if, if this is picking up, but I do believe someone in my house is vacuuming right now, so... <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Just kind of, you know, a little ambiance. Yeah, it's uh, good. I'm yeah. sick. You're, we're vacuuming. It's a good episode. So this song uh, is about how he's hurting a girl by being... He's he's too horny, and he's got to give mm-hmm. her up. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah. I was just... I like... I don't care for this song. It's not one of my least favorites on the album, because I really... If you want to say that he's a better rapper than a singer, this is the evidence you use. I really don't like his singing voice on here. It's not good. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do I like do how also... he he announces yeah. how he feels on this one, which I know we're big fans of. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the he's he's a poet, so he has the line, "A feeling so good on that day, a feeling of love on that day." So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very specific. Uh, another note I have is that uh, it br- it turns into like a Looney Tunes factory song. Okay, do you know? remember where? It's, it has to be near the end. Let me kind of, if I can... I, I just feel like there's, like, pots and pans clanging, and, like, 
I don't know, like some mechanical shit. Might have to revisit the track on this one. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that was just my. There's the part where it's lens. like she meant you no harm, and then maybe there's pots and pans. Yeah, I don't know. It it it, it might have just been the environment that I was listening to. Are you sure said, you're not thinking is... of the next song, Funky Monks? I may be thinking of Funky Monks. There are no monks in my band. There are no, you know. I gotta say, when it starts, it sounds good as hell. Because it's it's a big bass, and it's like, hey, my name's Flea, what's up? He's slapping that shit, and you're like, yeah, Flea, that's exactly what you should be doing. It's pretty good. Um, So there are no monks in my band, there are no saints in this land. This one's another one about how they're not monks and they're horny. Uh-huh. Oh, man, we haven't even gotten to suck my kiss yet. <laughs> yeah. So this one's about sex. Every man has certain <laughs> needs talking about those dirty deeds. Um, uh-huh. It's about Dean Ambrose. And yeah. this the the beat is really good. Uh-huh. If this was, you know, if this was a fucking... Uh, uh, one of your cool instrumental songs, I bet it would be good and we would like it. I would like this album as an instrumental. Like... Just give me the instruments on this one. Yeah, just give me if you could. And then I'll wrap over. Isolate it. Anthony's singing. Mm-hmm. You know, just so I can have it for myself later. So this is yeah, it's pretty. It's the song. About, I didn't know the lyrics to this song at all, so it was fun for me to learn the lyrics to this uh, one. It's, it's good you bring up the lyrics, uh, because I have a segment here that will instantly go down as a kind of a fun point classic. All right. Uh, it's uh, more rockin', more rockin' now, doobly doo. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he says that in this one. He does. No more rock and more rock and now doobly-doo. He does. Uh, well, I want... So the the funniest one before this was in that one Fleetwood Mac song where he says, bow, 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 but a doodle-doo. But to me, that to was you. more kind of like ad-libbing. This is listed... At, I mean, it seems like it's... Because he does it more than once, I He think. rhymes it with Dancing Down Your Avenue. He wrote that one down. He, that was planned. Yeah, that wasn't just kind of a, you know, funny thing to say. That was... Some say the, that Anthony Kiedis invented ad-libbing. Okay. Because have you, have you ever heard the song Soul to Squeeze? I don't believe I have. The where I go, about it. I just don't know. I got to go... Anyways, there's a whole verse on that song where he just literally just sort of... Says onomatopoeia. It's it's not my slap city pick, but mm-hmm. I recommend it. Could it. Be. it could be. Mm-hmm. Chris Farley's in the music video. Do you want to talk about suck my kiss now? Uh, sure. Okay. Hit me. I'm sailing. I'm I'm sailing. Oh yeah. Now I don't want to. At this point in the podcast, it might start to sound like I don't like this album, because this is one of my least favorite songs ever. Really? I don't like this one. I like parts of it. Like, the first maybe 20 seconds of it. The should've been, could've been, would've been dead. No, the, before he starts. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's, the bass just sounds a little so fucking nasty. So you like, don't like the part in the verse where he goes K I S S I N G chicka chicka D do me like a banshee. Low brow like is how you don't like that part. I don't like when he says Lobo peep coming from my stun gun. I don't like that. Um, is that come like what is that? Do you know what that means? No. 
Because genius doesn't either, but they do spell cum in the funny way, so that's probably it. It's the sexual way. Uh, I, and I also do just appreciate whenever a singer kind of, like, summons the band in. Like, hit me! Oh, yeah, that's always good. That's always good. So, I like that. Um, I I do like the side of the genius page where it says, and yet another sexual song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Listen. Anthony shares his desire for this girl to kiss him intensely through explosive verses. So, just kind of about kissing nicely in this one. I, um... I've never liked this one because, to me... Now, we've had our fun with sort of, like, saying funny, gross sex things on our podcast. Mm -hmm. He's only talking about kissing here, and it's somehow way more gross than, like, any actual... Like, if it was, like, you know, fucking instead of kissing, I think it would be less gross to me. Because it's just... I don't... There's just something so disgusting about saying, suck my kiss. Yeah, it's not... Kiss me, please pervert me! Yeah, and witness. according to one of the comments, uh, Maple Strip uh, says, I once read that Suck My Kiss was originally called Suck My Dick, but, but there weren't any sources, so I figured I'd ask here. If it were true, it would be interesting. So it's kind of the jury's <laughs> out on whether maybe it might have originally been Suck My Dick. Uh-huh. I mean, but we'll have to... We'll, we'll write to um, Mr. Keaton. We'll write to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and see what they think. We'll wait for them to get back to us. Yeah. I could have lied, I'm such a fool. Before we get into it, I could have lied. I just want, because you say you you dislike this song. I do, so how yeah. So how do you feel about this being one of the Peppermen's bigger, like, hits? It's it's one of my favorite. Whenever I'm at a party and the Red Hot Chili Peppers come up, I'm always. So the two big ones that I don't like, I don't like Suck My Kiss and I don't like Danny California. I just, mm. I don't like the way they sound. I don't like the way he sings. It's not interesting to me musically. So, you know, I don't, it's like, you know, you, you love the Yes Men, but you don't like necessarily... I don't like Owner of Over a Lonely Heart. Right. Okay, so yeah, we're, we're kindred spirits on that one. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's hey, any, we're all, if, if a fan of the Chili's is a fan of mine, but mm-hmm. it's, we can have different tastes. Yeah. As long as we appreciate some of what Anthony sings, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up is I Could Have Lied. Uh, again, the guitar at the start sounds really good. It's, it's a really good, good riff. Yeah. And then he comes in with sort of his low voice, and you know. Uh, I wrote that at points in this song, he kind of sounds like Adam Sandler. <laughs> so. There must be something in the way after. <laughs> <laughs> but she don't and want I- of you. <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of, so I was like, wow, this really seems like it'll be right up Brooks' alley, you know? It's fine, it's about when he was dating Sinead O'Connor, and like, apparently- What the fuck? He was a really big sex man in the 90s, like people- uh, yeah. So he when... he was dating uh, Sinead O'Connor, and um, apparently he cheated a lot, and then- Oh, were, okay. And then John Frusciante was like, uh, why don't you write a song about it, Gov? And then... <laughs> oh, oh, I'm John Frischkante of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, uh... Oh, I got a suck around me dick, don't I? <laughs> I'm so... I'm a right so psycho-sexy, ain't I, go? <laughs> so psycho-sexy, that's me? <laughs> In it? So... Oi! Oh, Oi, you me so psycho-sexy? <laughs> Please, so psycho-sexy. <laughs> Stop! I don't want any more, Mr. Psycho-sexy. I'm sorry, it's eight and a half minutes, isn't it? It's so, the longest song on the album. Yeah, it's, you, on it's already over an hour, and then I hit you with an eight-minute song, don't I? 
So this one, it's about he's sad because he cheated on Sinead O'Connor and she didn't like that, so they broke up. And he's like, he's saying, I could have lied and said that I, I'm just kidding, I didn't cheat on you. But he's such a I fool mean, for not doing that. Like, yeah, you could have, but that doesn't make it better. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the guitar in this one. I just so. like the sort of Adam Sandler voice that I never really I, considered. I just think it's it. Yeah. <laughs> and now you'll always hear it in that voice. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I just think it's a good riff to me. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, is that it for this one? Yeah, I think so. Because now we head into Mellow Ship, Slinky, and B Major. And I have to say, just based on the title, I was, this was my least the one really, I was it didn't. To it least. didn't sort of exceed your expectations. Um, I think I remember it being okay. I just, I really like the placement of it on an album because it's sort of the like I could have lied is may is one of the saddest songs on the album. It's like a mm-hmm. you know sad Adam Sandler voice. It's a slow one, and then mm-hmm. this song is about getting over it immediately and going to look at big butts with his friends and the Lakers and how he's a big fan. Yeah, he kind of now you said you you know this one was just fine to you, but they kind of do a gaslight anthem on this one. Hit me with it. Because he just sort of starts naming, like, Bukowski and Mark Twain and Truman he Capote. He would fucking love Bukowski. Pick up my book, i read Bukowski, you know? He would, yeah. Yeah. It's literally, like, the second verse is just, my hat goes off to Mark Twain, good man, Truman Capote, pick up my book, i read Bukowski. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah. So it's kind but, of like... But again, it's like, I'm on the porch because I lost my house key. Pick up my book, I read Bukowski. To me, it seems more like he was trying to, rather than, I want to reference Bukowski here, an author who I like. He had to rap about his house key. He seemed more like, it seems like the house key came first. Right. (laughs) Because that's a very strange placement of, a very strange phrasing in a song to me. I'm just saying that. But that, but maybe my, my, my brain just doesn't operate on like this level. Yeah. You know? You know, uh, Anthony Antoine the Swan Kiedis walked so that the Gaslight Anthem could run. Yeah, you can you can tell from uh, the inspirations. <laughs> They're big, uh... Yeah. You know, I thought guys. it was really funny when the Gaslight Anthem sang Everybody Leaves So Why Wouldn't You in Adam Sandler voice. It was pretty funny. <laughs> that was really good. Good dance upon the architecture. <laughs> yeah, great, great stuff from Brian Fallon. Good shit. <laughs> um, so... Is that it? Yeah. All right. Up next is The Righteous and the Wicked. Uh-huh. It's got some good bass in it. Uh, it does have good... I mean, that's basically self-evident. Yeah, we could just say that sort of 17 times and call it a day. Uh, my first note is this song is basically everyone knows shit's fucked. Yeah, it's kind of a voluntary human extinction movement on this one. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> it comes in and it's like... But then it starts singing about how Mother Earth, it's... We need a a global abortion, please, is what she needs. So we need Mm -hmm. to... Everybody needs to die. Very edgy, kind of. Yeah. one, you know... Well, listen, it's like, not only is he all about the power of equality, it's like we're all equal when we're in a coffin, gov, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he does also reference Marvin Gaye, you know, so. Yeah. Marvin Gaye, my love, where did we go wrong? Damn. It's true. What What is going on? Everybody, Tell me, Mr. Kiedis. Everybody's wondering whether or not shit is fucked. 
And Gidus is here to say, yes, it is. Indeed. Yeah, I can confirm. And it's, at the end, it sounds like somebody just sort of says crank it at the end. And that's pretty much all I got for this song. So this is kind of one of your just, uh, you know, forgettable. Yeah, it's, you know, if this was a 16 track album and this one wasn't in it, I wouldn't be like, damn, where's my one song about how we should all die? Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank, thank you again, Mr. Kiedis. Yeah, thanks, Kiedis. Anyways. I want a munch. Squad. <laughs> so, uh, big fan of Give It Away? I like it. Uh, this, it's like, I, it's so annoying because, like, the thing you posted before in the chat about people making fun of the lyrics that's like this is just rap but the c is silent yeah like that but it's what is this the song is nothing (laughs) so radio stations i learned refused to play this one because in their words it lacked rhythm okay (laughs) not because of the content as you would think but more because of the just overall way it sounded right and me if you were me in high school and you liked this song you would hear people at your high school party saying, did you know that Give It Away is about giving away, like, uh, drugs or, like, virginity or sex? And I would say, no, actually, it's not. If you read his memoir, Scar Tissue, it's actually just about, like, being magnanimous and, like, giving and generous. Okay. And it's actually just about, like, being nice. And it's like, you gotta, you know, give it a, give, if you have things, give it away. He's, uh, Anthony Kiedis has become a Maoist. Mm-hmm. And it's good. And then he just it sort does. of talks about Bob Marley a little bit. Just kind of a whole verse about Bob Marley on this one. He, listen, he, well, you know, you might just do one song, if, he, if just one line if he was a poet, but he's a poet and a prophet. Mm-hmm. And goodness me, can't you see I'm going to cough it, which is probably a weed reference. Yeah, I mean... But maybe he's just yeah. sick like me. He could be after, like, singing in his, his rapping voice this whole time. Yeah. As we know, songs and albums are recorded, like, in order. So this is when he kind of started feeling tired from all the rapping he was doing right this was in the um see now famously track nine that's a good place to put your single that's where uh, andre Mm -hmm. 3000 put his hey ah and then sort of followed by roses which we pretty much get here with under the bridge so you know it's going to be a good song when it's on Mm -hmm. track nine i really like verse three on this song um is uh tweeting my ability that's the one Uh so so there's the part where he starts singing, you know, he has the, he's a rapper, so he has to rap about it, how much he loves his mom a little bit. Um, genius, you know, references Tupac's Dear Mama, Kanye West, Hey Mama. So <laughs> his line is, you know, he talks about, like, fucking before and after that. But mm-hmm. he says, my mom, I love her because she loves me. Long gone are the times when she scrubbed me. Yep. And it's just, that's maybe the worst song lyric about a mom I've ever heard. <laughs> Especially since it's followed up with feeling good, my brother gonna hug me, drink my juice, young lug, love, chug a lug me. And then he just raps about River Phoenix for a, ver- for a stanza, which, you just, know. Just, you know, always get to shout out your friends, so. I just, you know, I miss when my mom scrubbed me. That, of all the things uh, that my mom did for me, probably when she would scrub me, I would sit in a big metal tub and my mom would scrub me with a rough brush on my back. Yeah. First I scrubbed my son. um anything else for give it away the famous song of red hot chili peppers so you really didn't care for this one huh it's it's like it's just a video this is the video when they're all silver right and they're in like a desert 
yeah. like a music video. I remember being very scared of it when I was a kid. That's fair. Did you? So see- that might be some kind of latent, you know. Yeah. Did you ever see the funny Weird Al parody? I did not. What's that one? Now it's Bedrock Anthem. So it's just Flintstones. Flintstones. Yeah, and he, he starts out with Under the Bridge a little bit, and it's like, sometimes I feel like I'm in a caveman cartoon, sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like Wilma's my wife, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then it goes right into it, and it's like, it's like, uh, got a best friend, name is Barney Rubble, and it's like, he raps about the Flintstones. Uh-huh. That, that one's also really not good. my slap city, but it could be. Uh-huh. It sounds really good. It's pretty good. Uh-huh. So you want to talk about Blood Sugar Baby? She has it. Sex magic. Uh, I do. But first, uh, I think we should check it with the Patreon. I agree. So uh, Patreon.com/slash Post Game of Thrones. If you like what everything we're doing right now, you can give us money. Mm-hmm. Um, at five dollars a month, you'll be able to request your album for us to listen to on Fun Point, which we'll be announcing the next one at the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, and if you want, we'll you'll get your special shout out. In an episode, this week's special user is uh, Patreon user Tufster McGee. Thank you, Tufster. Thank you, Tufster. Um, and you can also send in a message, a short message, and we'll read it if you want. And at ten dollars a month, you get all that plus special user status in the Pigot Discord. So you gotta yeah. have it. So and and we'll make a wrestler of your choice in Fire Pro mm-hmm. Wrestling, which uh, you know should be soon. Also, uh, we talked about this, you know, off air yesterday, but there we is did. another, uh, uh, PGOT product that we haven't visited in a long time uh-huh. that we'll be, uh, checking in with, uh, Is that, is that confirmed? Soon. I do believe it is confirmed. All right. So, you know, any PGOT, uh, family of products on your feed, just constantly refresh those for the next week or so. Yeah. Just and then one day you'll be surprised with what you Spend the rest of your winter break refreshing your pod feed of just any podcast that we've ever done. Yeah, and I'm sure something will come just up. Just go on Invasion Angle and just keep refreshing. Yeah, just like, this is where it is. It's the the new PGOT ARG. Yeah, where oh, they're going to do refer- Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. Yeah, right, they, they mentioned Wrestle Kingdom. If you, if you see here the timestamp, it was at approximately 13 minutes, and this is <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 13. Ah. So, what it means is Cody's going to win. I mean, he probably is. I don't even know who he's fighting, but he's... I, I he's, think he's facing Juice Robinson. I'm going to win. He's going to win, for sure. Yeah, Cody. Uh, I I don't know because he's doing his. Isn't he doing his own like promotion? Oh Maybe. yeah, he's going. He's gonna do like the big kids, a uh, big wrestling or whatever. Yeah, big kids wrestling. That's funded by like a, a Saudi oil baron or something. I mean, what isn't you know? Yeah, true. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Post Game of Thrones. Uh, let's get into Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Blood sugar suck a fish in my dish. How many pieces? <laughs> God. It's it's just like he makes me not like it so much when he says things like that. So, um I wrote the synopsis to this genius article. I don't know if you read it. Mm-hmm. But uh it's the title track and lead singer Anthony Kiedis b- keeps his voice seductively subdued throughout the sexual build up of each course before climaxing into the sex magical chorus. The Sex Magical Chorus was the, the original name for uh Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Ringo Ringo didn't like it much. He wanted it to be no. more musical. He's like, what so. if we do a submarine instead, don't we? Uh, just never say kissing her virginity. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah, grow up. <laughs> God. And he says it in Big Eddie voice, too. It's not. It's no good. Kissing her virginity. Yeah. I mingle uh, with the gods. I mingle with divinity. I 
got to put this thing on pause for a second because Kim just did text me and said she's going to Wawa and getting a meatball sub. So is she I good? Like to... <laughs> what, what do you mean? I you know I didn't even know they had meatball subs. Yeah, they do. How is it? Um, is it better or worse than Subway's? I have not eaten in Subway in at least a decade. Wow. Do you, they have to, they toast them now? Oh, so they're a little better. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> All right. I've responded. I will have half a meatball sub in okay. the near future. Nice. Something to look forward to at the end of this. Not, not that I'm not enjoying my time. No, we Lala, we're all loving blood sugar baby. She's veggie. It's, see, like, that, like, melody, I'm fine with it. It's just the words he's saying that I don't like. Yeah, if he was like, um, you know, friend, fellow, baby. Sweet, yummy candy, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Because it still keeps the sugar in there, you know? Yeah, that's good. We should... I bet he's tired of saying it. Sweet, yummy candy, sour sketty, you know? Yeah! Like, like, you know, he does a lot of slant rhymes. Yeah. You know, just kind of mix it up a little bit. And then I click the genius uh, annotation. It's like, this is about sex. It's about how his tongue is all fucked up because all of the sex he does. Yeah. You know? Like a cool guy. Yeah, maybe instead of, like, aromatic is the flower, she must be moist. You could say, mm-hmm. like, aromatic is the skittle, she must be It's a It's a tasty it. choice. It's a tasty <laughs> choice. There we go. Because uh, I, I feel like this is, um, I'm sorry to, like, um, you know, typecast you, but I feel like this is more your brand. If you can click on the genius annotation okay. for that lyric you just read and kind of read what user Robbie K has um, said for us. Oh, all right. All right. So Robbie K, it's got 31 upvotes. It's about mm-hmm. to have 30. It says <laughs> probably the most beautiful way anyone has ever described smelling a wet vagina. And I don't, maybe, Robbie might be doing irony here. Uh-huh. I'd like to I, think I so. Hope, I hope Robbie is operating on a level beyond us, but, you know. Yeah. Is... Anyways. Um, you want to go under the bridge? I uh, would like to. Uh, let me just... I'm going to send you, uh, as is kind of our gimmick every once in a while, I'm going to send you an image on Discord. Okay. Uh, which is just my... No- it's, it's just my notes for this song. All right. So, uh, usually you describe kind of yeah yeah, you know, yeah. that middle sent you but this is my a bit uh self-explanatory i just like you to okay. kind of take a look at what i have here for my uh <laughs> my so it just says under the bridge uh dash it's fucking under the bridge which you can take a number of ways it's good okay it's good, good. i like it i'm glad it's a you know what are we like uh 38 minutes in we found uh-huh. one that you like i think this is why i um thought that i enjoyed his singing because uh, it's probably like the song. best that he has to offer on this album i i it also the guitar intro is very it's you know it's iconic it's very good yeah i just like and there's it. the nice angel chorus at the end where they're like Under the bridge downtown. you know it's good yeah and it's a song um, about being sad and going under a bridge and buying a drug and i don't i don't think I really thought about it when I first listened to it, but it's one of the least sexual songs on the album. It's, there's little, if any, 
sexual. Well, yeah, the closest thing is that he's talking about how he likes the city of Los Angeles, and she sees my good deeds and deeds, and she kisses me, Wendy. So it's a kiss, but it's not like a horny it's a suck it's my not kiss. Like a, it's not a suck my kiss. Yeah, it's L.A. give to me gentle... sweet sacred bliss. Yeah. It's not like that sort of thing. Uh-huh. I mean, it's under the bridge. It's really good. Like, what do you want me to say about? It's really good. It took them five albums, but they got a radio single that's good. And they, they mm-hmm. said, what if we stop writing songs literally called sex rap, and then we... They do not. They have a song called sex rap. What album their, is that off of? It's one of their first two. It might be their original self-titled, but it might be Freaky Styly, the next okay, one. Okay, that's the album I was thinking of that would have that song on it. Yeah. It's not my favorite. I'm more of a, you know, I'm more of a post, post 9-11 Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. I never want to feel. It's good. It's good. And if, if, if we're all brave enough to admit it, everybody will admit that they like Under the Bridge. It's good. You, how do you not like this song? It's fine. I at the agree. very, at the very least, it's fine. Yeah, you're not gonna, you don't need to change the stereo when you're driving around with your friends and this one comes on. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, after this, I feel like the album takes a, a bit of a nosedive. I, from even, I uh, don't necessarily disagree. Okay. Uh, after Under the Bridge, we have Naked in the Rain, which so, I wrote, uh, this has to be a made-up song as a joke. Yeah. So, so again, my notes are doing me not, not helping me in the present. Past Eddie is kind of, yeah, you know, leaving me high and dry. He here, had but. a busy couple weeks. So mm-hmm. after his most introspective song and his, he didn't know it yet, but you know, his biggest hit yet, he decided let's follow that up with a song about how he wants to be Doctor Doolittle and talk to animals. To see, uh, you know, you have to. We contain multitudes, and uh, you know, everyone. It's complex and yeah. Naked in the rain with a killer whale. I can taste the salt while I lick his tail. Doctor Doolittle, what's your secret? Give it to me, Doctor. Don't keep it. But if you think about it, I didn't even consider this until now. But Mm -hmm. do you know of anybody else in sort of the the world of entertainment that can also talk to animals besides Doctor Doolittle? Hmm. Eliza Thornberry. Thinking of Eliza Thornberry. Yeah. And we know that Flea voiced Donnie, the silly, the silly nonsense man. Oh, okay. So maybe that's, you know, just something makes you think. This, so this song inspired, uh, Flea to kind of do his. Cause he was like, yeah, give it to me, doctor. Don't keep it. Flea is great. He's He's just a great guy. He's really good. He's like, every time I see him, I kind of forget that him and Steve-O are different people, if that makes sense. Uh Cause they have very similar vibes. I'm sorry to interrupt, but how do you feel when people say that the Red Hot Chili Men's drummer looks like Will Ferrell? He really does. Chad he does. looks a lot <laughs> like Will Ferrell. Yeah. Um, we, it's just really funny to me that our first kind of flea exposure on this show was through the Mars Volta. Oh, yeah. And not uh, Sugar Sex Baby. <laughs> well, you know. Uh-huh. It's funny how the world works sometimes. So up next is Apache Rose Peacock. <laughs> Okay, let me hit you with my, uh, what do I got here? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, my first note is this song is fucking terrible. <laughs> this is a low point for me. And he sounds like Adam Sandler. Sitting yeah. on a sack of beans, sitting down in, in a New Orleans. New Orleans. What? No! <laughs> he rhymes sack of, he, he rhymes sitting on a sack of beans with sitting on a sack of beans. <laughs> This is the song, this is, the only function of the song is to be a JoJo narration where they go to New Orleans. 
New Orleans, a sack of beans, and Hicks don't mix with politics. Yeah, it's just fucking like, he fucking talks about Louis Armstrong in here somewhere. Mm. Oh yeah, a little boy came along, little name of Louis Armstrong. And then the yeah. verse is like, my eyes popped out, my dick got hard, and I dropped my yeah. jaw. You know? I don't... I, I don't... Uh... Maybe he just got nervous, you know? It's like, <laughs> after he wrote Give It Away and Under the Bridge, and he was like, I gotta... Fuck, I gotta keep writing him? Fuck. Uh, did, I, did you think at any point they were like, you don't have to put, like, 20 songs on this album. Like, you could not. Well, it was 91. The economy was good... Mm-hmm. We were in the the Gulf War, you know. We needed to entertain our our you know our brave soldiers overseas. Yeah, the bravest. God, God bless him. I just think if they wrote that song now, they would probably sing about Daniel Bryan, which I think would be cool. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. So we're kind of on the same page with this one, then. Yeah, not my favorite. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next song, actually, the greeting song, the greeting song is uh, Anthony Kiedis's least favorite. Really? Yeah, because this was one where um, Rick Rubin, the producer now and forever for the Red Hot Chili Peppers from this album on, uh, he was like, uh, they actually have the exact uh, paragraph from uh, his memoir in this Genius page, but it's just like, Mm -hmm. uh, Rick Rubin wasn't into socio-political lyrics, which is how Anthony Kiedis describes his songs. Um, Okay, they're one so far, but Rick Rubin says... I like songs about cars and girls and stuff like that. And so Anthony... He just, he just talked about those in the last so one! So Anthony replies, Girls and cars? I can't write about girls and cars. That's already been done. I want to write about weird shit that nobody's been writing about. Okay, I'm pretty sure... I have to go back to it, but I'm pretty sure in Apache Rose Peacock, he literally talked about his dick getting hard in a car. So, well, I mean... That's why he's like, I can't, for this next one, I can't sing about that again. Okay, uh, yeah, been there, done that, you know. Yeah, he, you know, it's, know. A, it's a bold thing to say on, like, track 13 of your sex album. Uh-huh. But anyways, this is the one song that he wrote for Rick Rubin. He's like, fine, I'll write a song that's the way that you want it. And apparently he hates the song because it's not, like, you know, it's not him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like the fast tempo like it gets you going for yeah, these, you know it's, ripping shit like chevy you know? wanted to use it for a commercial because you know it's, it's he says chevrolet. chevrolet my chevrolet yeah. you know yeah he does say that um not very good I, not very good it's it's like all i could say is that it's kind of more fast paced than the rest of the like you hear the intro and you're like okay i yeah. can get behind this and then yeah, it's got a strong little guitar there for a second mm-hmm. and then just sort of anthony comes in again huh yeah Mr. Kiedis. They're going to do it every time, it seems like. Um, My Lovely Man? Yeah. Uh, This one, because I did some research on this one, so right. I'm not going to shit on it. So you learned about Hillel about, Slovak. The, uh, I did learn that he died of drugs. Yeah, so. that's how I learned what uh, a speedball was from the biography. Oh, um, I learned that from uh, the famous uh, guitarist Dimebag Daryl of racist metal band Pantera. <laughs> right. So Did he... I, didn't what? he die of being shot? Wasn't that him? He did, but he also did those all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, like, where I learned the term from. Gotcha, kind okay. Of, kind of an unrelated, uh... Right. Tragic death there, but still, he had the knowledge that he that was given to me. Right. That's, see, you know, I'm always, like, um... When, whenever someone says, like, you gotta separate the art from the artist... Right. I'm like, that's bullshit, you know? Like, I can't do that because that's the person who made it. But then, 
I do very much remember him playing a guitar with the Confederate flag on it. Right. But then I think, oh shit, he wrote the riff to Cemetery Gates. Sure. And it sounds fucking sick. <laughs> Cemetery Gates is my favorite Avenged Sevenfold <laughs> member. It's really good. I mean, it's it's also hard for me when I'm trying to watch one of my favorite SpongeBob episodes pre-Hibernation Week, and I see that Pantera is the special guest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard to separate. I, listen, Cowboys from Hell, Guitar Hero, one classic, so... That's true. Yeah, so, I mean, you know. Oh, Craig left us. That's all right. That's always a good sign. Yeah, you know, Craig was just like, listen, there's no other good songs on this album. I'm out of here. Yeah, I, I, listen, my work here is done. I got the good albums. I got the yeah. good songs. <laughs> anyway, sorry to talk about Dimebag Daryl about a different guitarist that died. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, this one's about his old guitarist. He died, and it's it's sad. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Memory so sad and sweet. I'll see you soon. Leave me a seat. You know. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much it. I, it it's kind of, like, forgettable. The song is forgettable to yeah. me. But, I mean, it's nice, like, sentiment, I guess. Yeah, he has the next album. They have a tribute about Kurt Cobain. It's kind of the same. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, should we should we get into Sir Psycho Sexy? Yeah. Uh, this is, without a doubt, one of the worst songs I've ever heard in it's my life. It's kind of like Prague, really. It oh, it's long. <laughs> it kind of builds. I got thirty seconds into it before I. It was a struggle. A long, 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 long time ago. Oh God, this is disgusting. <laughs> it's really, really bad. And again, I'm still. This is you know. I'm not. I didn't pick a bad album because I think this is. I think the good outweighs the bad. If you ask me. Mm-hmm. But this one's uh, no good. It's it's especially because this is kind of how they choose to end it. Like, there is... I didn't listen to their Red Hot because I saw it was a cover. Oh, that's fine. You didn't so, miss much. Okay, so I did stop here. This is kind of the note they decide to to leave Just sort of on. their most famous and, uh, for whatever reason, beloved album. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, this is really terrible. Uh, he does mention a creamy beaver at some point. And then we get to the verse with he, when he gets stopped by a lady cop, and it's bad. <laughs> yeah, he he fucks a lady cop. I'm looking at verse two because that's the one with the creamy beaver. You can mm-hmm. pick, and I was gonna read some lyrics out, but you could pick literally any line from this. Uh, hey, remember when Stannis Baratheon had a devil in his dick and demons in his seed? <laughs> I do remember when Davos said that. <laughs> Uh, so God. believe me, Eve, she gave good reason. Booty looking too good not to be squeezing. Creamy beaver, hotter than a fever. I'm a given, because she's the receiver. It's bad. But the thing is, I hadn't really thought deeply about this song. I actually, when I was in fifth grade and I got an AOL Instant Messenger account, there mm-hmm. was um, a cool sixth grader who I was like wanted to be friends with, and his, his username ha- said Sir Psycho Sexy and then some numbers. And then I- 6969. Probably. And he was probably, like, 12. And, like, <laughs> I thought he was, like, sinful, so I stopped talking to him after I saw that username. Okay, so you realized that that was kind of the path. Yeah, and then I grew up, and then I was like, oh, maybe... And then I would listen to it again, and then I was like, oh, maybe it's actually, it's been bad all along, and I was right when I was 11. Mm-hmm. Did and- you pick up... The- so this is sort of, like, his Slim Shady. 
version. Yeah, you know, Anthony Kiedis and Slim Shady, they're two different people. Yes. So you, you can't... You, yeah, Sir Slim Psycho Shady Sexy is, is actually one. the monster. Yeah, it's Sir Psycho Sexy's monster. Uh-huh. You know, so... That's you know. what he calls probably his wiener. Yeah. So yeah, there's, let's just, see, five verses. Five verses on this one. Lickety split, go snap snap, girl getting off all in my lap. <sighs> Blowing my now ass right me- off the map. Okay, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the funk will make me freak. It's really funny. <laughs> it's like, if you just, if you surgically dissected a couple lines from the song, they'd be pretty funny. It would be pretty. So like, if Warrior Mail on Tumblr posted some of these yeah. things, we would all like it. I genuinely don't rem- I must have been in like a fugue state while I listened to the eight minutes of the song in its entirety. But the next line is, and I'm going to pronounce this how I think it should be. Yeah, sure. Be- because, uh... If I should die before I wake it, allow me, Lord, to rock out naked. <laughs> so you know, I don't remember how that how that sounds. I'm, so that might as I'm well not, be it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This this is not great. Um, it's not great. And then there's um, there's just their red hot, which is just it's it's a cover. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of covers around this time. They did like fucking fire and higher ground, and like you know they even did like fucking transcendental that was a guitar hero. Oh yeah, their cover of High Ground. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like it's genuinely the guitar is good, folks. It is, but also um, Stevie Wonderman did that. So yeah, he did it first. Mm -hmm. Um, Jury's out on who did it best. Yeah, I mean that's you know up for debate. People, you know it's good. Yeah, it's good. So you you ready to put a pin in this one? Um, I think so. Um, for my yeah, eight minutes and seventeen seconds on this one, huh? Hey, Cam. You missed all the Red Hot Chili Peppers discussion. Oh, man, I tried to make it back in time. Do you want to read a verse of Sir Psycho Sexy? Don't. Don't. <laughs> Do I want to? Yeah, just just kind of, you don't have to read just it out loud. Anyone. Just kind of Just kind of take a glimpse at any of the words you see here. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You don't like the demons in my semen line? No. So you're kind of... Why do they? Why do they say words like this? It's art. It's, uh, it's rap rock. What is art? So, I mean, this is kind of what we've been doing while you've been having fun. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is fun. It's really fun. Uh, so, my final my final verdict on Blood Sugar Sex Magic 1991 is old as me. Yeah. Uh, probably not going to revisit this one anytime soon. Yeah, just sort of maybe a same, you know, when Under the Bridge comes on when you're at the... Under the Bridge, good. Um, I do kind of like when Give It Away starts... Yeah, you seem to like a lot of, like, the first 10, 15 seconds of a couple of because these. Because it's always, like, a, like a funky guitar and bass. It's like, bow, 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 bow. and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. And then what you got, you got to give it to your mama comes in. And yeah. I'm like, okay, that's enough of that. That's, you uh, know. Like, like the riff, and I could have lied. Yeah, that one's good. Uh, and, yeah. So so you're familiar with Stadium Arcadium, yeah? Like, yes. You, you used to like it for some reason? I owned it. I could not tell you a thing about it other than that Snow, Heyo, and uh, Danny California are on it. Right. So do you think you'd like it better or worse than this one, just from your memory? I don't know, because that's two entire albums. Right. It's got less rapping, I'll tell you that. I like Snow. I That's, you know... People are gonna be mad when I put that song on the old funeral playlist one of these days. (laughs) But it's gonna be on there. Yeah. It's good. It's it's a good song. Um 
Should we head on over to Slap City? Yeah, I think so. Okay, uh, I believe I'm going first this week. Go for it. So I, you know, there's a lot of kind of rap rock on this one. Yeah, both of and, them. And um, some uh, sociopolitical issues as seen in track one and nowhere else. Kind of like a rage so, against the machine. So you can see kind of where I'm going with this one. Oh, is that a bomb track? <laughs> it's bomb track. That's my Slap City pick. Okay, bomb it's track. Fuck, it's fucking good, dude. Ah, oh, it's so sick. Bomb track makes you want to is a run through a brick wall song for me. Oh, okay. As soon as he goes, Ugh! I'm like, yes. oh damn, this one. I the single has the the famous Che Guevara picture on it. That's how you know it's good. That's how you know it's really good. Uh, yeah, it's uh, and I think this album came out first. So you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers inspired it. Yeah, but. Uh, I, I, I like Bomb Track. It's probably my favorite Rage Against the Machine song. Yeah, it's my so. favorite, uh, b 52 song. Bomb Track, baby! Baby Bomb Track. So. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, so I took into a lot of, so this is the first episode of Fun Point where you go into our fun chat room, discord.com chat room, and, you know, most of the time it's people are like, haha, John Anderson, he's so little, I like yes. So this one... Didn't see anything positive these last <laughs> two weeks. Divisive uh, choice. Yeah, all great artists hated in its time. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo, you know. people, Sistine Chapel. It's too mm-hmm. horny. They said mm-hmm. to Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, I'm, I'm a magnanimous man. I, I honor people that listen to this show, and I want to do right by them. So I. Decided, what if you took a Red Hot Chili Man song and you took out the singing? Okay. So I went to friend of the show, John Frusciante's solo work. And, oh, no. And I found the song Murderers, which is has no singing in it. It's my first sort of non, non-singing instrumental song. It's got it's it's got like some creamy guitar riffs and it's good. Okay, so I'll slap that. I'll give that. I'll I'll give that a listen. Cause yeah, you know John Frusciante, he's a better singer than Anthony Kiedis, but you still don't oh. need it. Okay, he's kind of a great value John Mayer kind of you know. Yeah, he's, yeah I'm yeah. lonely and sad. You know that kind of th- mm-hmm. shit. It's yeah, good. I gotcha. Uh, so that's slap city for this week. Let's get into questions. If you have a question, you can send us an ask at funpointcast.tumblr.com or email us at funpointcast at gmail.com. Uh, first question this week comes in from friend of the show, Maxi Bajillion, who asked, 
Blood, sugar, sex, magic. Long ago, the four nations lived in harmony, but everything changed when John Frusciante left the band. Anyway, which Smash Bros. character is most likely to listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers? That's a good... So, I feel like it's too easy to say Captain Falcon. So, mm-hmm. let me hit you with this. King DDD. Okay. I've been I've been maining DDD, so... Oh no, I've been maining King K. Roll. Too you, big you've already abandoned the fine monkey of Donkey Kong. I, um... I, Donkey Kong is in my heart, but there was one game where I suck someone up with his big blunderbuss and fired them directly off the stage and i said this is my shit now yeah he's big and he has a big stomach and we love it and he slaps his belly uh yeah i i, I confused the two large boys ddd I, I see it yeah yeah i think it's probably him um <laughs> or me sword fighter <laughs> yeah <laughs> created uh anthony kiedis of your own yeah he would probably be a swordsman though mm-hmm. um Next question comes in from a friend of the show, Leaf Crunch, who asked, Give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away now. Me at all billionaires. Go off. Go. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Get them. Get them. Um, the power of equal equality is equal distribution of wealth. It's There, there you go. Anth- Anthony has become communist. He's using multiple definitions in his, in mm-hmm. his words. Uh, hey, uh, Patreon user of the week. Tufster McGee. Oh, thank you. Long time Chili Pepper, first time this album. This one sure talks about Anthony Kiedis having sex a lot, and I don't like to think about that. Uh So maybe it's good that a lot of the words are just nonsense instead? That's my thing. A lot of people, they criticize Anthony for his his horny words, and then he does nonsense words, and they criticize that too. Mm -hmm. It's like pick a side, you know? I mean, there's no winning, you know? Yeah. People are always going to come Those are the two kinds of lyrics. Yeah, that's all you can do. And he so. does both of them. He does. What do you want? You know, what more can you ask of, of this man? Yeah, but then Bruce Springsteen, he can sing about a rat having sex or whatever, and people like it. Uh, if you'll look at the lore, you'll realize the magic rat drove his slick machine over the Jersey State lines. He did not fuck. He drove away. So, Well, if Anthony Kiedis called his, his ding-dong a fucking slick machine, we would be... He would, he would get criticized for it. Yeah. I mean, that... You know, so you can't escape your fate sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Anonymous asked, I always thought Give It Away was a Limp Biscuit song. Cool. <laughs> and on listening to this week's album, Discovered Otherwise, are there any songs you folks have gone a long time assuming were by one artist, but were surprised to learn were by another unrelated artist? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like there's every now and then I'll hear a song that I know, and I'll be like, who the fuck is this by? Yeah. And then I'll look it up and it's just like some band that I've never heard of before. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, that's It's a good it's a good question that I wish I had a good answer for, but I'm just kind of a dumbass when it comes to knowing artists. Mm-hmm. The other day I like spent I was at an improv show, which don't, and mm-hmm. I was in the audience and I was spending twenty minutes trying to remember who sang Pretty Woman. Roy Orbison? And I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Roy Orbison, but I couldn't remember if it was Van Morrison and I couldn't check my phone until the show was over because I was in the front row. Uh-huh. And um I missed a lot of the funny improv jokes, so it was really sad. <laughs> you were just sweating thinking about Van Morrison. The yeah. Whole time. Um, a, a funny thing I remember doing a lot is who fucking who is it? Be paradise, put up a parking lot. But like, right? Uncle Cracker, right? I think so. Is yeah. that him? I would always. I know they're two very different artists and groups, but I was always just based on the name. 
I would always mix that up with Papa Roach. So that's good because they're <laughs> they're pretty much the same. Yeah, they're very similar. So also, when I was little, I was at a water park and Uncle Cracker Paved Paradise came on, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what they were saying. So I thought they were saying in paradise, put up a fucking line. And oh I was like, they can't say that at you this year water park. And I was sitting in the wave pool and I was like, they're saying fuck and nobody's doing anything about it. But they say parking lot, unfortunately. With it, the heavy unfor- heart. I regret to inform you the word is parking lot. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Dork Venus Phoenix asked, what's the next best genre blend after rap rock? The audience, um, the audience booing me as I as I desperately declare folk punk. Okay, I was gonna say ska punk, <laughs> now, but that's kind of that's kind of being too granular because when we say ska, that's basically what we mean. Yeah, a folk punk is you know, it's not good. It's not good. But I do like to hear it. You know, I got I'm with you on this one. Now, uh huh. Is there country ska? There, there must be because you can basically take anything and turn it into ska. Yeah, you just you syncopate just take... some fucking Blake Shelton, and there you uh-huh. go. I'm a big green tractor. Like, yeah, yeah. there you go. Chew tobacco spit. Brown, now, now, now. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, you could do it. Uh, Tom the user creepy shower kid asked a question. What is the best Red Hot Chili Peppers track not featuring John Frusciante? <laughs> Uh, there's a part two. Okay. And now that you've answered that, what is their best track not featuring John Frusciante or Hillel Slovak, if I said that properly? I think you did. Okay. So, so this is kind of putting you on the spot. I did cause... some I did some research on this one because I was like, oh, this will be easy. I don't like a lot of songs that don't have John Frusciante on it. He's a good guitarist. Yeah. There's some good, there's some, you know, true men kill coyotes or whatever. The fucking... What's the fucking Hillel Slovak song that's good? Because, like, uh, rest in peace and stuff, not trying to make light of that, but, like, I'm very mm. much, very more into the... Oh, he does. He did Fight Like a Brave, which is racist, but it's a good song. Where it's like, fight like a brave, don't be a slave, no one can tell... Oh, he was also on Sex Rap, so... Okay. Probably either Fight Like a Brave or Sex Rap. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I fucking don't know... You know Dave Navarro, Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction was in this band for a while. He was, yeah, I remember that. So I like the he's in Mother's Milk, which is the Titty album, mm-hmm. and that one. So that one has neither of them in it, and that one Aeroplane's good. It sings mm-hmm. he sings about how music is his aeroplane over the sea. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was really weird when they covered that album for One Hot Minute, and they called it One Hot Minute instead, <laughs> front to back. Yeah, weird. But then um, Jeff Mangum can say Seaman Stands the Mountaintops all day, and people like it, but, you know. I mean, I never liked it, but. Yeah, well, how could you? They'll they'll put that aside because he also says, the only girl I've ever loved, so. He did say that, and I like to hear that one. <laughs> I did like that one. Um, Funpointcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, now let's get into our Patreon pick for this yeah. one. Um, Are you excited? So. I am, because this is an artist and album I've never listened to and have no idea anything they sound like. Okay. Uh, it is submitted by Twitter user Ducky Aisha. Okay. And we will, next two weeks from now, we will come back here and we will talk about 
Hospice by the Antlers. Isn't that the sad one? So, uh, in this, uh, the hands? it says, it's a beautiful album and very sad, and I've been listening to it nonstop for weeks because depression, thanks. So, sad. Just based on nothing that I know, I'm guessing it seems kind of like an indie rock sort of thing. Yeah. But I have literally no, like, frame of reference or reason to think that other than that's just what I think. So, have you oh, ever listened? Oh, cool. Yeah, I haven't listened to this one, but I just read the concept on Wikipedia. Kind of a sad huh. one. Kind of a sad one. So it's weird. Gonna... This album called Hospice, you might think it might be a metaphor. It's kind of not. It's kind of... Oh, so that's kind of what it's about then. So not, no kind of sex magic baby on that one. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like how Anthony told you the four things that were coming. And, uh, and yeah. here the antlers are telling you the one thing. <laughs> Got it in one. Yeah. So I guess they're getting sad in these next couple of weeks. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that. Um, it's good. We'll be back next week with the Yaddy Yaddy Boys. Look forward to that. Plus yeah, the will. other uh, mysterious Peacock Family product that will appear sometime soon. Yeah, we so, like it. Uh, we'll, we'll, we closed out 2018. Great year. Just <laughs> We did it. We nailed it. We did it. We, we got through it. And uh, we feel you. good about it. We're excited for the new one. Excited for the future. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Red Hot Chili Men. Thank you to the four of them and all of them that we've lost. Thank you to Mm. uh, the Rev. Rev To all the peppers that I've loved. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Rev, Rev Run, you know. You know. Papa Doc, Uh, B-Rabbit. Axl Rose. Axl Rose slash Duff McKeegan, you know. Yeah. Whole gang. They're all here. Yeah. Um... Anyways, I guess yeah. you could give us some reggae. I guess you could give us some reggae. Uh, Semper funny. Semper funny to us. To us, it's semper funny. And it's okay uh, if you he... liked it. You can admit that... This is to the listeners. You can admit that you liked Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, you can tell um, Burks if you thought it was Yeah, you could just let me know if you liked it. Just tell, just tell me you like it. <laughs> you could just say it. <laughs> say that's it. Our, that's our fucking Tumblr... I like your shoelaces. It's I like blood sugar sex magic. <laughs> That's how you know you're like a member of Pigot family. Yeah. Is you have to say those words. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's it for us. Uh, see you in two weeks when we'll talk about Hospice by the Antlers. Talk about the sad one to us. The sad one. Bye. Bye. Bye.